0: Wonderful, Anne, thank you, to do our talk today, but it's starting with Mary. Mary is going to read something for Anne before that, but it is part of Anne's talk. Thank you. Welcome, Anne. Welcome, Mary.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Anne asked me to
1: reread the prophecy that I read last week um, as a prelude to her message this morning, so that's good. This is from Craig Cooney. And it came to me on Facebook through a person that I really trust. So I'm not concerned where it came from. So be assured about that. And it goes like this. The Lord is reconfiguring your calling. As you go through this season of remantling, you will begin to express different and diverse aspects of your character, personality, gifts, uniqueness, ministry, and calling that could never have been imagined Six to 12 months ago. The gifts deposited in you are going to be expressed in new ways and in different places than they have previously been or that you have so far seen. There are other skills and abilities that are lying dormant inside you. They will begin to surface and come to the fore. At the same time, you are shedding parts of your old identity that are no longer helpful. Or needed for where the Lord is taking you, here is where you may be feeling confusion. you're becoming increasingly clear about what no longer what you no longer have passion, vision, or grace for, but you are not sure where you're being redirected in the in this messy middle you are in a process of discovering who you are becoming. you will feel vulnerable and naked for a time. You will want to run back to the familiar, but don't retreat. Be patient. Clarity will come. The new will emerge. In some, er- in some cases, you will need to begin a separation from the old before you can take possession of the new. You will want to break from some old alignments to embrace new partnerships. You may have to lay down some positions or relinquish some roles. These may even include good things and godly people in areas where you have seen blessing and fruitfulness. Yet these too will have to be pruned. The right God-ordained alignments are so pivotal in this transitional season. Describing what you do was once simple and straightforward. But in the coming days, it will feel more multifaceted and outside the line. It doesn't fit neatly into a job description or career path. It may even sound like a ridiculous move or a backward step to some people. There will be pressure to conform, to do what is sensible. Yet the favor and the joy that you experience will confirm you are moving in the right directions. Don't be swayed. Do not hold back. The Lord is opening up new domains, fields, and spheres. You will be stretched and feel some strain, yet you are more than ready. You are more ready than you realize. Don't get stuck in the previous iteration of who you are. Stop defining yourself only by what you have done up until this point. Don't be confined or constricted to the beliefs others have placed on you. You are much more than any of that. You are multi-talented, multifaceted, and multi-dimensional. This is a good time to reinvent. Remove the boundaries and borders around your life and explore new territories. Seeds faithfully sown in previous seasons will begin to bear fruit. And watch for the little shoots beginning to emerge. And how often have we heard that one? They will appear in interactions and conversations, dreams and visions, opportunities and openings, articles you read and things you hear. As you begin to glimpse what the Father has in store, your heart will be stirred. You will begin to imagine new possibilities and potentials. It will take Steps of risk and bold faith, but the rewards will be great. The Lord is reconfiguring your calling. And his scripture is from Isaiah 54, two through 4. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your curtains wide, and do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Don't be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Don't fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. Amen. Lord, Ann is coming now, and we're going to pray for Annie. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you just bless and anoint this woman even more than you already have. Give her the words that you want to say this morning, and have us to have ears that will hear. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.
0: amen. Thank you, Mary. That's amazing. Uh, would you turn to your Bibles in John chapter 15, if you have Bibles with you? And I'll be reading from John 15, 1 to 17. So hello, everyone, by the way. <laughs> but that's what I'll be reading this morning. Okay? So John chapter fifteen one to 17. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like the branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, to love each other. Now, a few weeks ago, the Lord gave me this word. Uh, remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me that's john 15:4 i thought it was for me so i was thinking oh it's a serious word the lord is saying remain in me if you want to bear fruit And you will be, you know, the whole chapter is about pruning as well. We'll come to that. But that was the word. But I believe, when I heard Mary's talk, uh, bringing that word last week, it just, I knew it was for us, not just for me. Because it was a very clear word. It was actually so clear. But I believe the Lord is preparing us, his church, to bear much fruit. That's his heart. But it's also a warning to us that we must abide and remain in him to do so. You know, whatever we do has to be in him, attached to the vine. Not our own thoughts and, oh, that's a good idea, which it could be a good idea. But we have to remain attached to him. We all want to bear fruit. We want to bear more kingdom fruit than the fruit from the other place. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5.22 and 23. This is not new news. We know all this, but we have to be attached to actually bear that fruit. Otherwise, we're bearing fruit from the other place. It's just me saying that. Now it's not written here. But remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We could say things that are so intellectual and theological and all of that stuff. But if it's not in the vine, it's nothing. It's just a waste of our lives, really a waste of time. Now remain is mentioned 11 times. In John 15, and that's only verses 1 to 10, I think, no, 4 to 10, 11 times. So the Lord is telling us something here. Remain, abide, stay, to continue, to endure, to go on, to last, to linger, to live, to persist, to prevail, to wait, to delay, to dwell, to cling, to abide, remain. It's a verb, it's a doing word. We do this, we make the choice to remember Jesus in our daily lives. We choose to walk with him. We choose to talk with him. We choose to turn to him for direction, for friendship, companionship, sharing with him our ups and downs. He is our first port of call when we need help. We choose Jesus. We choose Jesus and we'll bear much fruit. Jesus tells us plainly here that if we're abiding in him and bearing fruit, we'll be pruned. It's He says it. He promises it. And we, when we say promises about God, we very rarely say <laughs> we will be pruned. But we will be pruned if we're bearing fruit. The branches not bearing fruit will be cut off and thrown into the fire. So God refines us and he takes off those branches that are not bearing fruit and really they just get thrown in the fire. Now Luke thirteen six to 9, Jesus said, then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree grown in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but didn't find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree. haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, so the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig round it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Now, God gives us many chances, doesn't he? He fertilizes us to get that fruit from us. But at the end of the day, it's our choice whether we follow him or not. He gives us that choice. I know that God is totally compassionate. I know that he's totally compassionate. But I believe he's not at all sentimental. I don't think God is sentimental. Compassion to suffer together when confronted with another suffering, motivated to relieve that suffering. That's God. He always wants to relieve our suffering. But sentimentality is just dictated by emotion. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. God is so compassionate. But he's not sentimental when it comes to pruning us. He knows. He fertilizes, but then when it's time, he will cut that off because it's not bearing fruit. It's not helping us, actually, because he wants us to fulfill who he made us to be. But we need to pray for discernment, to know when we're going through the pruning, character building from the Lord, or whether it's an attack from the enemy. We need to pray for discernment. And I think we do. We do pray for discernment here. And that's the importance of meeting together, to pray things through with other people, home groups or church meetings. And spending time together is where our edges get rubbed off. And that's where we learn to grow together as a body. We need to be together. Going back to the word Mary just brought, in some cases you will need to begin a separation from the old before you take possession of the new. You will need to break from some old alignments to embrace new partnerships. You may have to lay down some positions or relinquish some roles. These may even include good things and godly people in areas where you have seen blessing and fruitfulness. Yet, these too will have to be pruned. At the same time, you're shedding parts of your old identity that are no longer helpful or needed to where the Lord is taking you. He's taking us somewhere. Now we have to, however good the past was, however amazing fruit came out of it, whatever it was like, we have to cut it off. It's gone. Because God can only do the new thing when we relinquish those old ways, things that were in the past. And as he moves among us, are going to be changed people are going to come with giftings. people are going to be amazing and we have to accept that's not the old person stop clinging to that how they used to be because this new person is bringing new things bringing new life to the church and so we don't judge each other about our past how good or bad or indifferent we were this is now Basically, we have to allow each other to grow, encourage each other. Don't confine each other. And I say it here, we need to tread softly because I did the allotment with Carol. This is off the book. And um and she, <laughs> she's an amazing gardener, but she, she used to grow little seeds in places. Now I'm just for the big plants, but she'd have little And I used to wear these big boots because the clay gets into your feet. (laughs) At one day, I was rushing across the allotment on all our seeds. Not intentionally, inadvertently. Carol is gracious. I'm sure she didn't, you know, take it to heart. But just saying, we need to tread softly with each other. Somebody is growing a gift or, you know, just be encouraging, help each other. Enjoy the journey. I was asking the Lord, what can I bring today? Why am I standing here? There's so many people here that could be standing up here. What have I got to bring? Like a few years ago, I had things to share. I was somebody. I was working. I um, had loads of things. And God used to give me great scripture to write out. And all these, I could have said a sermon. I have nothing much now, so God told me, you know, talk about the everyday things. So here goes. I'm going to talk to you about the kitchen sink. <laughs> I think when this all came, it was trying to get calcium deposits off a dish drainer. Have you ever done that? You know, the deposits that I was scrubbing it with brushes. Doing all that kind of thing and it was just so hard. And the only reason I knew it was there is one day I was doing something and I saw it. I put my glasses on to see and then I saw all that I said Oh wow I really have to do that And that's the problem, isn't it? That's the the world is such a hard place. It leaves the hard deposits on our hearts, doesn't it? And they do calcify if they're left there for any period of time. The only way to produce the fruit of the Spirit is by spending time with Jesus, allowing the Holy Spirit to keep soft in those areas that are often hidden, even from ourselves. You know, we, we mightn't even know they're there. Abiding in Jesus, remaining in him, remaining in him dissolves the hardness of our hearts. He will either help us to pray for the remedies for the hard issues we're facing or he will show us that that particular issue is not for us to deal with and we have to leave it to him. But instead he might ask us to intercede for something completely different. But only spending time with him will we be able to discern his will for us. He will equip us to do the greater things. In John 14, it says, Very truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do greater things than these, because I go to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. You may ask anything in my name, and I will do it. And for some reason, I don't know if it's related, I had a picture of a little child learning to to walk. You know, they're holding on to something. And then suddenly they let that thing go and they take a step. But they had to let that thing go to take the step. And I'm just encouraging, me and all of us, is just to let that thing go and take the step. Now the child won't run around the room immediately, won't let go and do a marathon. No, he'll let go and he might take one or two steps. But in six months' time, a year's time, that child's going to be flying around that room and forget that he ever had to let go and take the step. It becomes his life, running around. You don't keep saying, oh, you took a step. Oh, you took a step. No. By that time, they've moved on so much, and we're moving on. Glory to God, we're moving on. So, As I come to the end, I just pray for a heart in me that wants to do the greater things. And I don't want to say this, but I know if I allow God to prune me, he will equip me. He will equip all of us. We have to really, 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 really want to be serious with God to get there and do the greater things. Anyway, shall we just pray? Let's just pray. Lord, thank you for this time here, this little fellowship here, Father God. Thank you that you love us and you have a good future for us. You have things you will work with us to do. Lord, help us to let go of the past, to move on with you. Give us the desire in our hearts and the grace to abide in you, to bear much fruit and do the greater things you promise, but for your glory alone, God, in Jesus' name, amen.